One, two, three. Welcome to the, the Wild Woman. Okay, so today we're talking about a juicy topic. Yeah, we're gonna dive into the deep conversation of dating and basically everything it includes. So sex, the before dating period, casual dating, all that kind of stuff. Okay, um, so Camille, do you want to start by telling us about your most recent relationship? Um, it was actually like almost a year ago. So I've been single for a while now. Mm. Um, yeah, it was honestly like really good at first, but then it gets complicated and then you have to learn to communicate and all of that good stuff that they talk about. Um, and we were both like going through hard stuff. Um, and yeah, it didn't work out at that time. Um, okay, so let's be a little bit more specific. So what was the hard stuff? And you mentioned communication. Mm. And so obviously communication wasn't there. So what, what were those things that really got between you and your ex? Um, well, I guess we had like different expectations of what um, the relationship would be. Uh, just in general we didn't have exactly the same priorities um, and I guess it's a common thing for people our age mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely um, and yeah communication and being able to communicate how you want to deal with certain feelings is so so important in our relationship because if you guys aren't on the same page or if no one is willing to compromise to try and invest in the other person and try and make that other person feel better, then you can basically call your relationship done at that point. Mm -hmm. um, my most recent and current relationship kind of had some communication issues at the very beginning as well. Um, but the issue was that there is another person involved at the very beginning of the relationship. So I started seeing my current boyfriend when I was currently casually seeing uh, another um, person as well. And what happened was there was, we never really talked about where our relationship was. Um, I didn't do that with the other man, nor did I do it with, my current boyfriend at the time, um, well, we weren't dating at the time, but basically during these two casual relationships, we weren't talking so much about what the future looked like. So here I was anticipating that one of the relationships would fizzle out. Um, the other man that I was seeing at the time, now my current boyfriend, he was supposed to go away for a while. So at that point, I expected him to tell me that the re relationship would be over. Um, but that wasn't his idea. He thought that I'd be there from start to finish, as in he would go away. And then by the time he came back, I'd still be there as, you know, his girlfriend. Mm. Um, so that obviously caused a lot of issues when I realized that both of the relationships 
kept progressing. Um, at the time, I joke around saying that I had two boyfriends, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really a joke. Like that's it. It's not good. Like obviously, like it broke my heart and it broke the other guy's heart. Like when he was away, I ended up having to break up with him virtually because he was so far away and I cared about him and I knew that I hurt him and that I had made a mistake. But at the end of the day, like we should have dealt with those communication issues earlier. And I should have told him that I had been casually seeing other people as well. Um, so I definitely take a huge fault for that. But um, at the end of the day, there's two people in a relationship and two people have to communicate their feelings to each other. Oh, I agree. Like, I think relationships are so hard because a lot of people want to either blame someone else or take all the blame, but it's like a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, so we talked about communication as being a huge component of a long relationship. Um, can we think of any other things that may be important in the relationship? Trust, maybe. <laughs> Trust. Hmm. <laughs> um, so Camille, you're kind of on one side of this trust spectrum and I'm on the other. So Camille, can you tell us a little bit about the importance of trust in the relationship and how it can feel like if you can't trust the other person? Yeah, well, I feel there's different kind of trust, right? There's like, okay, well, um, you're not gonna go and sleep with someone else. There's also the trust of like, okay, well, are you there for me when I need it? like emotionally um and I think there's also trust in like okay well you're your own person and like you have your own life and your own friends and I trust you to like continue doing that and making choices that don't make don't put our relationship at risk mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly for me um, when it comes to trust in a relationship, I was never, I was never the relationship type. Mm. Um, like I would always act like it when I would start seeing people, but I'd get to a point probably a month or two into seeing someone where, um, I was, I guess I just didn't believe in trust in the first place. Um, when I was about 16, I was dating someone, he was my second boyfriend, and, um, I was, it was just after I got out of the hospital, so I had a eating disorder, and I was hospitalized for a little while, and I started seeing this guy, um, we were talking, like, a few months before I was sick, too. And basically, I told him that I wasn't ready to have sex for a while because I was, I just didn't feel comfortable with my body. Um, and like a few months into the relationship, like I was okay with having sex and our sex life was fine. Um, but I ended up going to a party and a girl told me that she had been sleeping with my boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. um, during the whole time that I didn't want to sleep with him because I was sick. Um, and so I guess from then on, I didn't 
bring baggage to relationships because I didn't feel like relationships were worth it. Um, so I didn't expect anyone to ever be monogamous with me. Mm. Um, obviously that's changed, but it's definitely been difficult being in a relationship that's totally monogamous and like you have to be able to make sure that you're always your own person and constantly be communicating your thoughts and feelings about the relationship with your significant other to be able to maintain a relationship. Um, Yeah, I think with relationship, you have to like trust yourself um, not to put the relationship at risk and um, to actually do the work that it needs to be done for the relationship to thrive. But also you need to trust the other person that they won't um, hurt you. Exactly, exactly. And I think for me, I have always lacked more trust in myself than I've lacked trust in my partner. So yeah, like I never believed that I'd be able to you know, put my relationship first in a lot of aspects of my life. And so because of that, I didn't care to trust my partner. Mm. I feel like we're so similar, but so different because um, from what you've told me, like you have a fear of being close to someone and trusting that person. While I was on the other side of it, I was like codependent and I used my partners as a lifesaver kind of Mm -hmm. um so let's get out of the whole relationship stuff and move on to um non-relationship life so like what does that look like for people so um do you want to start with what's it like dating in quarantine like virtual dating um it's interesting for sure because there's still some people that are like hey do you want to meet up and i'm like no like, we're in social isolation. What you doing? And, I mean, those are easy to spot and to get rid of. Um, I think in online dating, like, it, it kind of sucks, to be honest. Um, it's hard. Some people are really straightforward, but it's hard to know. Um, some people only want sex. Some people only want relationships. Some people only want to talk but actually never meet. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, like, I I used to use a lot of those online apps before I got in a relationship, but uh, um, I know some of my friends, they still talk to me about their online relationships, and I have some friends, for example, one of my friends the other day told me that she's considering going to a different city to stay with a guy that she met online, so um it's interesting that some people still feel that they can build that strong of a connection online you Mm -hmm. know what I mean um what do you think people could be saying to each other that would make the other person feel so confident about being able to go and stay and like live with them during a pandemic well I guess it also depends on your personality like I don't trust strangers easily so mm-hmm. whenever I had dates it would always be like a public split uh, place um, somewhere public 
to be sure that like, and I wouldn't get in that car or anything like that to be sure that I would be safe. Um, so I guess it depends of people and also like how long you've been talking. Right. That's a big factor. And like things like if you actually see them in person, like FaceTime or stuff like that, like, you know, it's actually a real person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I was single during this time what I would be doing. Um, I I don't like a whole lot of virtual conversation. I, I don't even like just randomly calling strangers. Like I can't imagine like meeting someone online and being like, oh, do you want to FaceTime? Like, it would be weird for sure. Yeah. Like I remember when I always used the online apps, it'd be like, hey, like, you're hot, like, let's meet, you know what I mean, like, Mm. and then get a phone number, and then meet for drinks right away, like, I was never one to carry on a conversation for Uh. a long time, and if, if I did carry on a conversation, it was probably because I had no interest in meeting you, and I was just talking to you on my free time, like, oh, I was the opposite, like, I would talk to someone for, like, maybe a month before I met them, really, oh, yeah, and like we like knew a lot about each other before we met so like we actually had something like I don't know a conversation because that's something that like I guess I'm scared of is like if you meet someone that you don't know and then you don't know what to talk about so I would make sure like that was covered before <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I feel like that's like what you talk about on the first date and like mm-hmm. people who are good with conversation like and that's who I want in a partner is someone who's good with random conversation. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't want to talk about it too much. I'd want to hear it from them first. But then again, like, I remember a couple years ago, I would love to, the first date to be like going to a movie because you don't have to talk to the person. You just kind of sit there. Um, <laughs> where do you think is the perfect place to have a first date? Honestly, I love like just coffee shops because if it goes bad, you can like leave pretty fast. Okay, like your coffee is done by. Um, but if it's good, like you can actually stay there for quite a couple of hours and just like talk. Like, I don't know, I love to talk to people. And on the opposite of you, like I kind of try not to go to the movie theater before like at least like the third date. Because also, that's another thing, right? I was the kind of person that, like, did kiss on first date. That was, like, one of my rules. Because, like, I went I went on lots of dates with people that I didn't necessarily, like, was attracted to. Like, yeah. for me, it was my way of, like, socializing, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I, like, that's just it. As soon as I was old enough to drink, um, I loved going on, like, first dates and, like, going out for drinks for that first date and honestly I hate like the first date was all about the looks like because most of the time I met these people on tinder (laughs) so um yeah no but my favorite place for a first date is definitely is definitely going out for drinks I love being at a bar and stuff and um I don't know the last few number of guys I've dated have had like nice cars so it's nice going on a ride in their cars too right (laughs) oh I remember I had a date back in I think December and like the best place was um 
at the um, Christmas market. It was so cute. Oh, yeah. See, I don't like winter, so like I really don't <laughs> like being outside. But I mean, me either. It's for a day. But then you get hot chocolate, and if you're cold, like you have to cuddle with the other person to get warm. So, what topic can we move on to next? Well, I did want to ask you, what's your favorite dating apps, and what's like the one you hate? Um, my favorite one is Tinder. I think it's just because like it's been there for so long so like that's when I think of dating app I think of tinder and that would be the one that I would use if I were single which I'm not um but my least favorite is bumble Mm. I love I love it when a guy takes the initiative because that's what I want in a relationship I'm kind of a hard-headed person and so I need someone just as stubborn and who has a big personality like I do um so yeah so a guy who's able to like start off with something interesting to talk to me about that's important so something like Bumble where like I have to start the conversation is kind of like yeah I don't like the ones where you can't put an age limit so like you have um old man like 60s trying to like hit on you I really don't like that yeah no that's that's creepy it's creepy yeah and now like Facebook has a dating thing which is really weird I know that have you used it yeah I have um it's interesting because it's kind of like tinder where like you swipe um but you can see who liked you so then, like, it's easier, I guess, to find people. Oh. But it's mostly, like, from what I saw, it's mostly people who actually, like, want relationship or friends on it. Okay. Interesting. The less hookups. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why Tinder is such a bad rap is because, like, it's often all about hookups. But, like, honestly, like, I've, I've had two boyfriends from Tinder. Over oh, the same. Last- three four years and like one of them thought it was just gonna be a hookup um (laughs) but the other one didn't the other one was like sure to find a relationship and both of those relationships lasted a few months which is long in like sarah's sarah's relationships um so yeah like i think a dating app can be used for a bunch of different things you know definitely yeah um what are your red flags my red flags if Mm. you go on a date like that you're like oh shit I have like no I'm leaving um honestly someone who wants like full commitment right away Mm. you know yeah Um, yeah like it's one thing to be interested in someone it's another thing to like want to own that person and I think that's like a huge issue even in relationships too um where like one one of the significant others gets almost jealous about everything and just wants their significant other to be theirs and only theirs and like especially like in a world where um you know women are starting are a lot more independent than they used to be they want to do a lot of things on their own they want to be able to embrace their creativity and explore um I don't think that 
meeting someone for the first time and that person being totally invested in you is attractive. I don't find that attractive at all. Yeah. And like, if it's like already like the first, second, third date and they're like jealous and they want to see you all the time, that also puts me off for sure. Um, What other red flags are there? Well, for me, it's like, if you don't, like you're kind of not a feminist or like you say like really sexist stuff or anything like homophobic and stuff like that like you're out mm-hmm. yeah um I think there's an ambition factor too Ooh, yes. like I'm really attracted to people who have goals and like ideas for the future mm-hmm. um people who are just kind of coasting really turn me off I feel like it's super important to have an idea of where you're going to be five, 10 years from now. And if you can't see that, then I can't see anything with you, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because like, we're both like driving and ambitious. Ambitious. Yeah. We want like big things for ourselves. Yeah. Need someone to want just as big things. Mm -hmm. What about attractiveness in a relationship? How important is that to you? So if you saw someone and your first impression of them was like, "Mm, you're not that good looking. Like I should end this date now. Like, (laughs) is that you? Would you do that? Um, no, I think, I mean, we all have different types. Um, and like sexually attract attraction is not exactly the same as like emotional attraction. And sometimes I, at least for me, I found that um, through my relationship, when I have a deep connection, sometimes then the um, sexual attraction comes on. Can I stop you right there just to speak yeah. to that a little bit? Okay, so I read this book called The Five Love Languages. Oh, yes. Yes. And they do say that with women, when they're married. Um, So apparently everyone has a honeymoon phase for a while. And then you reach a certain point and it's usually after marriage where your love changes, where it's not, you know, that honeymoon phase love. It's, um, it's an affectionate love, you know, it's just there. And so it doesn't matter who you are. Almost every woman starts to, lose a bit of that sexual attraction to their husband Mm. and so the way that a husband can I guess reignite that sexual attraction is not through like literally just wanting sex but it's through doing things that the woman wants so speaking her love language so like some people might see their love language might be acts of service so literally just doing chores and so on. So if the husband were to do the chore, that fulfills a t- per- part of the emotional need of the wife, which will, you know, in turn make her more attracted to her husband again. So it's kind of interesting that you say that even that early on in a relationship, if someone can fulfill your emotional needs, then most of the time this sh- sexual attraction will follow yeah but also i've i've realized with time that if that initial like sexual attraction 
wasn't like there at the beginning, it might be a struggle throughout the relationship. Yeah. I'm curious to know, what's your um, love language? So I've been trying to figure it out. Um, And I think there's two that are really like at the top. So one of them is acts of service. I'm a very organized person. So like I'm constantly cleaning, constantly organizing. And if I was with someone and he were to turn around and do one of those chores that I usually do or like cook me a meal or just stuff like that, it it makes me feel really good. Um, And then the second one is probably physical touch. I'm a very, very touchy person. So if someone who's constantly, you know, hand on my leg or like giving me hugs and stuff like that. And I think that's why like, I think intimacy early on in a relationship is okay. And I often like don't have any limits set for myself on a first date because Mm -hmm. like physical touch is so, so important to me that if I don't feel comfortable with that person touching me, then there's no point on continuing to see that person. Yeah, that makes sense. And I want to say also that like there's a physical intimacy and emotional intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you, what do you think your love language is? Uh, it's definitely quality time. And mm-hmm. I think access service as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's access service is really, really common for women. Um, what do you think is the most... Hmm, if someone were to catch your attention or interest you in the first date, what's something that he would do? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I like gifts, um, like but gifts. obviously, like, like not like big gifts. At least not at the beginning. Like yeah, just like getting me a coffee or something. That's something like I find really cute, and that shows that you actually listen to what I say like if you get me like this specific tea I like or something Mm -hmm. I went on this one date and the guy that I went on this date with wanted to split the bill we had one drink each like I don't mind paying for myself or even like doing like I pay for you this time you pay for me next time I don't mind doing that at all but it's Mm -hmm. like it's always like a nice gesture yeah yeah no, I think the first date mm-hmm. I got to pay. I always, I always think that. Like moving forward, yeah. Like if we're going out for nice di- dinners and so on, I'm definitely down for like splitting. Like a relationship can't just be built on like one person always. Um, but just that first time having a guy pay is chivalrous to say the least. <laughs> what are like physical? Um attributes that you enjoy that I enjoy Mm. tall dark and handsome oh like dark hair or dark skin dark um (laughs) dark hair um like I have no preference like when it comes to like white or black like I don't really care um but like just dark features and tall and like usually someone who goes to the gym Mm. my boyfriend's not going to be happy with what we just said. We might have to, like, cut this part. Uh, <laughs> or we could leave it. <laughs> but anyways, um, so, yeah. So, I one, was once seeing this guy. And, oh, my goodness. Like, this guy is, like, 
beautiful. Um, like he was like everything I wanted physically, like around six foot two, six foot three, like dark hair, dark eyes, like super into fitness and so on. But he was never down to like being with me. Like I was a little bit younger than him. So he felt like he couldn't be taken seriously if he was dating. Um, okay. You know, um, and it sucked too. Cause like we were both really ambitious and like we used to like hang out quite a bit and like go for drives and like just talk about anything and everything. And like, we got along really well when we did stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he just never wanted to like give us a chance. And I guess like, that's good because everyone deserves better than someone who's not going to give them the time of day. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Like that's a deal breaker for me. Like if you can't even like make the effort to see me, like it's not going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he made me feel almost like a, like a dirty little secret. Mm. You know? Means yeah. like if you make me feel like a second option, like. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like everyone rationalizes certain things too, mm. right? Like they're like, oh, but like he came back to me so and so many times, you know, but no, like at the end of the day, like if he's not dating you within a year of you guys starting talking, then just move on, you know? Okay. What do you think about getting back with your ex? Getting back with my exes. Oh my goodness. Is that um, something you would do? I've done it. Okay. Does that, um, I've never been someone to think once it's over, it's over. Like my life changes. I change so much every day. Like we're still young. Like we still grow as people every single day. Mm-hmm. You know? So if it doesn't work out at one time, but there's a lot of good aspects in your relationship, then why not give it another shot? You know, um, do I think that constantly going back is a good idea? Probably not. No, probably not. Um, but yeah, no, like once you know someone and they know you, like sometimes it's easier to just start where you left off and like make it better the second time around. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only thing is like if you go back with someone and like the main in- issue why it didn't work out isn't like solved. Well, mm-hmm. you're just going to end up at the same place, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. can be a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about sex before and during dating. Okay. After, because we have gone back with exes before. So let's start with sex before dating. What's your take? I usually don't have sex without being in a relationship. At least that was me a year ago. Um, I change a little bit on that. Um, I'm less rigid on my mm-hmm. thinking, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's sex is definitely better when you have an emotional connection with someone. Like, that's 100%. Yeah. Um, am I comfortable enough to, like, have hookups and one-night stand? Not really. What about you? <laughs> um I don't even know where to start. (laughs) I used to hook up with quite a few people because, like, I wasn't into relationships so much, right? Mm. 
Um, so I guess my take on it is just being safe. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, like, you should always have boundaries for yourself, especially when you're planning to sleep with someone that you don't know very well. Um, for me, like, I guess a lot of the time, like, I had to, like, know a few things about that person before I was intimate with them. Um, and I guess, like, knowing the other person's ex- expectations out of it, too. You know, so, like, if I was, if I knew that I didn't want a relationship at that time, like, I would voice my opinion right away. I wouldn't sleep with someone if their thoughts on things would be different than mine. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. And what about uh, friends with benefits? Friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. Love me some friends with benefits. (laughs) Um, I think friends with benefits are good. Um, I don't think that, like a lot of people say that if you have sex with someone, it can ruin your friendship. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Like I've had a lot of good friends that I've been intimate with and it didn't like affect our friendship at all for the most part, for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I think the issue with friends with benefits is when like just knowing where you stand and where that person stands, Mm -hmm. because it's bound to happen that one of them is going to get into a relationship at some point. Mm. Um, And so if you're not okay with that, then you should probably tell them. And if they're not okay with you being in a relationship, then they should tell you that too. Yeah. And it's also like the whole, like, are they okay with you sleeping with other people as well? Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm kind of starting to believe that, um, cause that's a story I heard of some women is like, they've been friends with benefits on and on with like guys for years. And it's like, okay, well, is that keeping you back from actually finding your relationship? Because it's like a plan B and it's like comfortable Yeah. because if he's friends with benefits with you for years, clearly he doesn't want more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's even people like, For example, I had a boyfriend who called something his golden rule, called this thing his golden rule. And we were each other's firsts and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So this thought was that it didn't matter if either one of us were in a relationship, we'd still have sex with each other. Oh. And that was okay because it was the golden rule, but it could only be him and I. So, like, in that case, like, I think it was tough, but, like, one of us ultimately had to, like, let each other go. Yeah, and it also depends of the other partner, right? Because if the other partner in that relationship isn't aware, that's technically cheating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, What's your take on open relationships? Um. I mean, I don't have a problem with people doing it. I just don't know if I would be able to do it. Um, What do you think are the... Yeah, so explain the reasons why you wouldn't be okay with an open relationship. Because I'm a naturally, I would say, jealous person. Like, I control it well, I think. Uh, But my natural tendencies is, like, 
monogamy and, you know, like relationship, you and me, that's it. So I don't know how I would feel to know that the person I'm intimate with is actually intimate with someone else as well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like for me, like I just didn't have relationships because I didn't like the idea of an open relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm okay with sleeping with someone while he's sleeping with other people, but don't call it a relationship if that's the case. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, well, I guess it, it comes back to what's your definition of a relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, so there was this one couple I knew that had an open relationship and which is okay. Like, this is the little guy that's been joining us. Um, yeah, what kind of happened with them is they had kids together and they were still having an open relationship. Um, and the, I guess the biggest issue was when the parents of one of the partners in that open relationship came home to the husband being intimate with somebody else, that causes some issues, right? Like, and being intimate with people that you work with too when oh. you're in a relationship. Like I work in the service industry and like people talk and like people gossip and I don't know, I guess it's just how you want people to view you as a person. And I'm not saying that having an open relationship makes you a bad person, but I am saying that some, a lot of people don't agree with it. And so like, how much do you want the general public to know about how open you are in a relationship? You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, I don't see that as a problem at all because people are still going to think things about you either way, whatever you do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, what I, what I saw was that a couple, uh, and that was all at, at work as well, mm-hmm. um, a couple invited another one into, into having sex or whatever, and what actually happened is the guy left his girlfriend for the girl. Obviously, that caused a lot of drama, and, yeah. like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, it's a fine line. Like, mm-hmm. how much is that person going to be in the relationship, like, in the sex and all of that? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. It um, would be, like, I had some coworkers that were actually, like, in open relationship and it worked really well for them. So I think, like, it's really just interesting on, like, who is having that open relationship with. Yeah, and it also depends on, like, who else could be affected by that open relationship. I guess for me, like, when it comes to, like, commitment, like, like if you're going to commit to do certain things with certain people, then you should draw the line with how far you want the open relationship to go. Oh, like definitely. I, like, I think early stages in relationships, like, yeah, do it. But, like, if you're going to commit to living with someone and building a life with someone, then trying to add other people to that equation is tough especially like like what they talk about in like marriage books and so on like marriage is work and like being with someone is work and like are you really dealing with those hard feelings if you're just going to sleep with somebody else yeah I guess it really depends on the person is it yeah Yeah. sex during and during a relationship what are important aspects of that 
Well, I guess communication, right? Because a lot of things that we hear is, oh, um, people kind of get tired of like having the routine. Um, I think it's, it's important not necessarily to like spice it up in a sense of like, you know, trying orgies or stuff like that. Um, (laughs) But to have like an open, honest uh, communication and to talk about like, okay, well, what do you like? Uh, What do you want to try? What are your limits? Um, And if you're comfortable, like try different things. Yeah, sex during a relationship, people definitely like end up getting into a routine at some point. I guess for me, I've always like liked different, not like different things as in weird things, but like I like my sex life somewhat exciting, right? So like I do, I do think most people want that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, but like, do do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's like the regular like sex stuff that people do like the vanilla sex yeah Mm -hmm. whereas like you know I like things a little bit different than vanilla sex like kinky yeah I like things a little bit kinky (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and so because of that like I kind of have to voice that with my partner sometimes oh yeah do it with my partner sometimes whereas you know like in other relationships, honestly, I feel like every relationship gets kinky at some point. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I've been with different people that are not interested in that at all. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to respect that. Like break up with them? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I did break up with him, but that wasn't <laughs> the reason why. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, definitely the boundaries <laughs> of other people. But anyways, uh, so sex and relationship. That's another thing. Um, I guess like um, the emotional trust that comes, that happens in a relationship, like you need to voice that and like be open with your partner at all times because you won't want to have sex with them if you know oh yeah definitely at least like for me because emotional an emotional connection is so so important for me yeah like um I remember this one night um I wasn't gonna see this was with an ex-boyfriend and I wasn't gonna see him for a while um and he thought that I was too drunk that night to have sex when in reality I I wasn't too drunk I was struggling with my eating disorder and Mm. was passing out oh because of that okay he thought that I had passed out because I drank too much but I had only had two drinks so it was definitely not because of the alcohol um and so he wasn't, he didn't want to have sex with me that night. And I wasn't going to see him for like a very long time. And then I told him like, and this was like a fairly serious boyfriend. So like the fact that like, he didn't understand, didn't notice that like my eating disorder was really like that bad, like really hurt me too. So like, Mm -hmm. I told him like, I was like, no, like this and this is going on. Um, I didn't tell you about it because I knew you were leaving and I didn't want to make like stress you out even more. 
um but like by then like like that was the last time I was gonna see him for a long time and I didn't even like I wanted to have sex with him but he pushed me away because he felt that I was too drunk and then that really offended me you know like there's stuff like that and that broke our relationship like that ended the relationship there Mm. you know I think there's and that like comes back to communication in a relationship that we started with at the beginning right like it's so so important to like voice what's going on in your life and to voice what you need and like what you can't have because you can't handle it at that point you know like um there you have to draw a line of where you can go and like how far you can be in a relationship and if you're not ready for a serious one then don't even try having a serious one you know yeah yeah it's important to respect her deal breakers as well Mm -hmm. yeah sex after relationship so Camille have you ever been with someone where your relationship ended because of something but it wasn't the sex life and the sex was good so you just kept having sex after the relationship I I'm not the kind of person that's gonna break up with someone because of sex like first of all that's usually not me um I mean my first ever relationship with a girl um that part of the relationship wasn't going well and oh really oh yeah in in big parts because of me like at that time in my life I was still figuring out um my whole sexuality and I I had a fear of being intimate physically with someone so Mm -hmm. that definitely like someone or just with a girl oh both 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 yeah um, I entered that relationship not long after starting my recovery for my eating disorder, and that person mm-hmm. also had um, sh- struggles with food in her body, so that triggered me a lot, and it didn't help my mental health in any way, and um, yeah, I just wasn't happy in the relationship anymore, so mm-hmm. I broke it up, yeah. Yeah, that that happens too, especially with like like, I feel like when you're dating someone of the same sex, that the whole comparing thing is a lot mm. more apparent, you know? I like, mean, it's obviously easier. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, when you're with a guy, like, it's it's different, you know? Like, guys <laughs> attract different things than girls do. And, like, especially, like, if you want a relationship with a girl who is similar to you. Mm. well yeah that's another part right um I mean I don't I do kind of have a type when it comes to girls like I like femme woman which is more like girly and she was more like tomboy oh really yeah so that you start with like that was something that um wasn't easy I would say yeah wasn't quite there yeah well it like that can always happen like my current boyfriend like he's not like really the type of guy that I typically like go for but I don't know like we just meshed really well together like our communication's really good we're really honest with each other we're um we're both driven we like the same things like we have so many similarities that that whole 
I guess, appearance part of it didn't have to be exactly what I typically like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, like, would you say, like, he's good for you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's another thing, too, is um, I was really, really broken when, you know, like, I ended a different relationship for him because, you know, we were casual for a while and I was casual seeing seeing other people while seeing one other person. So when I had to end it with that other person, it was really hard and like it, it hurt me, but like, you know, like it was ending something bad, but the start of something really good. Hmm. And instead of spiraling down into like how much that hurt me to end that other relationship, like he like, he was kind of like my rock and like, it, our relationship just got better and I, I think I'm much healthier now than I've ever been since dating him I always struggled with my eating disorder literally up until last summer um and like for the first time and since I was like 14 I can say that I'm actually healthy um so like little things just like drinking enough water in a day like that's huge for me and I'm finally doing it now and like I definitely um, have to say that my current relationship has influenced how healthy I've gotten in the last year or so. Yeah, because when I met you both, like you were quite drinking a lot of alcohol as well, partly because of like your job, but also like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that drinking isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like I, I enjoy my booze. But um, I think it's definitely good when you can just, like, feel your body and, like, mm. be sober, you know? Like, sobriety is a beautiful thing, like, an actual sobriety. And you can be drunk off of anything, I think. Like, it doesn't just have to be alcohol. Like, obviously, there's drugs, but, like, there's other things, too, like, self-destructive behavior, like, you know, you could do anything excessively, like even just to be too excessive in like your work ethic and like mm -hmm. only working. Like I wouldn't consider someone who's like addicted to their job as sober either because you have to um, be able to give yourself, your body and your soul, you have to give that time to yourself to make sure that you are okay. Yeah, I think this relationship has allowed me to do that. That's really good. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Camille, what do you like and what do you not like in a relationship? Um, well, when I start dating someone, what's interesting is um, I'm really picky on their voice. On their like, voice? Yeah, if I don't like their voice, like, it's not going to work out. Like, it annoys me. Um, I like tattoos. Um, I like tattoos as well. Yes. Like, I like someone that's active. Not necessarily, like, go to the gym bulky, but, like, just someone that's active, that loves moving, like, going outside, um, doing stuff. Someone that's adventurous um, because I love traveling and doing doing all of those things as well um if it's someone that like is a little bit artistic like i don't know can sing play the guitar or something like that that like yeah just like someone in general that's caring 
Mm-hmm. What about you? And like, what are your deal breakers in relationship? Deal breakers? Um, I'll talk mostly about just my deal breakers. Because like, I don't know, I feel like my likes and dislikes change mm-hmm. really quick. But like my deal breakers, like they're set. That's my boundary, you know? Um, so I mentioned before that I really don't like, um, I, d- I don't like people trying to own me. Mm. So like telling me what to do or telling me where to go or like not letting me do things on my own. You know, like I'm very independent and like doing certain things by myself. And like, if they don't want me to do that, then like, I feel like, mm, I feel like I have to rebel. Um, and then the relationship just goes downhill. Um, another deal breaker would be, okay, so this is ironic because like, I love going to the gym and I like someone who goes to the gym, but like someone who was too into the gym would be a deal breaker for me just cause like I was, um, like a compulsive exerciser when I had my eating disorder. So like if I was with someone who was like constantly at the gym, like all the time, twice a day, three times a day. Like it's, it's good to have a passion that you do every day. That's awesome. But just, I can't be around someone who's excessively doing something that I used to struggle with. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like it's same thing for me. Like if someone is all about like counting how much they eat and all of that shit, like I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even, and like same thing for like alcohol or drugs. I'm not against it, but you know, like, I could use alcohol too much in the bad ways, so, like, I can't be around someone who, like, does the same, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, same, because when I'm in a relationship, like, I can get really influenced easily in the sense that sometimes I kind of forget who I am, and I try to do what they like so they can like me more, um, yeah, I feel like everyone's kind of like that. Like they kind of take on the identity of Mm -hmm. their significant other at that time. Like, yeah, like I remember a few boyfriends I've had in the past. Like one of them was like super into like how he looked, like fashion, all that stuff. Wasn't super into the gym, but like was healthy, like that kind of thing. Um, Didn't drink so much. Uh, And like when I was dating him, like I was super about like, full face makeup all the time like dressing up all the time like I wasn't super worried about the gym um I didn't drink as much like all that kind of stuff and then like I had this other boyfriend who was super into the gym didn't like drinking but enjoyed weed what else about him that I kind of took on anyways bottom line is like I took on that so I started Mm -hmm. going to the gym more I started smoking weed instead of drinking like, you know, like little things like that, that you just pick up from like the person that you're dating, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is why like, I find it so important for people to like, choose who you're surrounding yourself with, like a partner or friends, because even if you don't want it, you will pick up some of those mm-hmm. um, traits or personality. Yeah. What do you think is the best advice someone could have? while looking to date someone during quarantine which is mm-hmm. normal um but something that like in any relationship um so if you haven't dealt with your own shit um you're not going to be able to deal with someone else's shit mm-hmm. and it's 
it's not the other person's responsibility to take on your baggage. Um, I have to say that with this whole like online dating and not knowing when you're going to be able to see them in person, I, I would advise people not to see each other because you don't know them and like there is a pandemic going on so like maybe wait till like there's less restrictions and so on or meet outside if you really want to meet them um but other than that like have those deep conversations that you would have in person you know like for sure yes just because we're it's we're doing it virtually then doesn't mean that you can't talk to them the way you would on that first date so like someone like me who typically doesn't like video chatting or talking so much before that first date probably get out of your comfort zone and like video chat with someone and like actually see their face and like read their body language and like embrace like the idea that you can only listen to their voice and see their face virtually because sometimes you find things about yourself and that you need to focus on more Mm. you know like it's not all about like the physical aspect and it's not all about the talking aspect either it's about enjoying someone's presence I feel like a lot of people might be scared that um once self-isolation is over that that person like ghost Mm -hmm. um and I would, what I would say is, yes, maybe, but also like those person would go s- normally. So not everything is changed really. Um, it's about just the effort that the person puts in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish everyone happy dating in quarantine. <laughs> um, and yeah, hopefully you've been able to connect with us about some of the things we've been through and some of the things we've talked about and at the end of the day all you can do is the best for you yes yes and take care of yourself bye